welcome back again. Um, we had a uh, little interruption there for a moment, which is why all of a sudden you stopped hearing my voice. But I think that is a good thing because with so much to say about good times, so much to talk about, this needed to be divided up into two episodes. So we're glad that it happened that way. So we saved part one. That's all uh, ready to go. And now we're going to finish up and do part two. But as I was saying, in 1976, John Amos was fired from Good Times. Um, Norman decided that, you know, he'd had enough of him running to the press every five minutes and just his attitude and everything. And so he was fired from the show. And we all know how it all played out. The Evans family, because it was going to move to Mississippi. James had finally gotten a good job. And they were going to, you know, move there and live there. And, of course, unfortunately, James is killed in a car accident. And uh, I found out years later, years ago, rather, that when the cast was reading through the script on set, doing the read-through, they did not know that James was 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 going to be killed off. They did not know that John was no longer going to be on the show. They were very, very surprised. The cast was. I'm sure the crew was surprised as well. The viewer is very surprised. Um, And it just blindsided everybody. And it was just such a sad, you know, sad, um, you know, storyline. And it was just, you know, just, again, like I said, very unfortunate that it got to that point. And for Esther Roll this was really an insult to her because, you know, she and John, they worked together very well. They respected one another, liked working together, had a great chemistry on screen. And unfortunately, she wanted up becoming on the show what she had resisted since the very beginning. And that was being a single mother. So she's a single mother. She's a widow. And she is having to deal with Michael and Thelma and JJ after James's death. And sure enough, they all acted out in different ways after James's death, Michael joins a gang. JJ is all in that underworld stuff with the guys and the gambling and the prostitutes and the drugs. And then Thelma's ready to go run off to Africa with eBay. So, I mean, they really gave her a fit, you know. Um, but uh, Norman evidently realized that he made a mistake. Because all of a sudden, midway in season four, here comes a brand new character, Michael's boss, Carl Dixon, portrayed by Moses Gunn. Carl, like James, a strong man. I mean, he had his own business, had, you know, had his hardware store, you know, strong and, and funny and, and, and independent and, and had a lot of the same attributes that James did. But uh, I liked Carl. I really did. A lot of people, uh, fans of the show, they don't like Carl. They don't like the Carl period at all. I liked Carl, but it was kind of unrealistic that Florida is going to move on so quickly after James. Florida and James had married for 20 years. And all of a sudden, she's going to move on so quickly with somebody else. Uh, that does happen in real life. That does happen. But I don't see Florida being the type to do that. And next of all, there's no way that Florida is going to be dating an atheist. Florida was a God-fearing Christian woman, and she had complaints about James not being religious enough. 
So what, you know, she's not going to hook up with someone like, like Carl, who didn't believe in God at all. So it was really far-fetched. And JJ, of course, I mean, JJ, like I said, was just, I mean, he, honestly, he did get sillier in season four. I mean, there was the Tyrone Tyler episode. There was the episode where he was, you know, trying to manage that girl, Judy Cohen, um, there was the time when the kids were trying to sell underwear in the apartment to raise money to send Florida to Lake Geneva. Um, JJ got involved with Thelma's dance instructor, Miss Bishop, who was much older than him. And, uh, you know, there was, there, there were, there were a lot of silly episodes in season four, honestly. And, and JJ, like I said, had a, he did have a lot of silly dialogue and, and a lot of silly storylines. And so by by the end of season four, Esther Roll had had enough. She was sick of JJ. She was sick of Jimmy Walker. She was sick of Carl Dixon. She was sick of Norman. She was sick of everything. So she left the show. She quit. But here's the thing that I, you know, was thinking about too. Now she was so dissatisfied with Jimmy Walker and JJ. It makes you wonder, did she ever actually sit down and talk to him about any of this? Did John or Esther actually approach Jimmy? Well, of course, the answer to that is no, because according to Jimmy Walker, no one ever talked on the Good Times set. He said that John and, and Esther were very professional, but they never talked. They didn't talk socially. They didn't socialize. They didn't talk on the phone. He never had their phone numbers and vice versa. So evidently, she didn't exactly discuss this. her complaints with him. Neither did John. And it takes me back to um, something I read a long time ago about the early days of SNL. You know, the first five years, still known as the golden age of Saturday Night Live. Well, Garrett Morris, um, you know, they kind of at times did not know what to do with him. They had him dressed up, you know, in drag a lot and, and, and you know, just kind of just not doing a whole lot or doing stuff that just didn't make a lot of sense. So Jane Curtin... Um, you know, talked to him one day and she said, you know, Garrett, you know, you're really talented. You know, you're a great singer. You really have a lot to bring to the table. You deserve better than this. You really shouldn't let them treat you this way. And Garrett said something to the degree of, well, you know, hey, I'm, it's all about the money anyway. And one day this will all be over, but I'm here for the money. So she did try to talk to Garrett Morris about how maybe you should approach the situation differently. Maybe they're not treating you the way that you deserve to be treated. But Jimmy did not get the same respect over in Good Times. And it did take a toll on him. It did. I remember uh, there was a sitcom book that I bought a long time ago. I can't think of the title. But of course, Good Times is covered. And it mentioned in the book that Jimmy really, at uh, times, threatened to leave the show. Norman had to really, you know, talk to him and convince him, you know, that he was an important part of the show and, you know, he needed to be there, but it did take a toll on him. You know, he did say in, in interviews that, you know, I mean, no one is criticizing the Fonz like this on Happy Days. No one's criticizing the Sweat Hogs and Welcome Back Carter like this. Why am I getting criticized? I'm only portraying a character. You know, I'm just doing my job. I'm just reading the dialogue. I'm reading the lines. I'm reading the script. You know, why is everyone coming at me? And also at the same time, he thought that John and Esther were being unreasonable. He went to Johnny Brown, who was bookman on the show, and told him, I don't know what's wrong with John and Esther. We have a successful hit TV show. We're making a lot of money. 
We have good ratings. People are watching this TV show about a poor black family in the projects of Chicago and they're unhappy and they're complaining. And I, I get that. I totally get that. Um, and of course, I, I get Esther, you know, the whole Carl thing, the way that it was written. If they were going to put her with Carl Dixon or some other guy, they should have let that, you know, have progressed very slowly. As if having it happen all just so fast within the course of six episodes. Um, and then, like I said, uh, she felt that she had lost her show to Jimmy Walker. You know, it was a Jimmy Walker show and she was in the background and she resented that. And so I sympathize with all parties. I have sympathized with Jimmy, Esther and John, you know. Um, but anyway, so she left. And so now you have a TV show and you don't have, you know, you have no parents there. So Janae Dubois, who always did want to be seen much more than she was, according to Jimmy Walker, she always wanted to make sure that, you know, that she had, you know, impeccable, you know, her, her wardrobe was impeccable, which it was, that she made the most of her screen time. She wanted more screen time. And she was always going to Norman about, you know, I could do this, 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 this. Well, by season five, Janae had become the star of the show. And according to the E! True Hollywood story that I saw in Good Times, she loved being the star of the show. She didn't have to fight for screen time. She got to wear all the, you know, she got to wear all of her wigs and she got to wear all of her, you know, uh, wardrobe choices. And so she was loving that. So basically, Walona was the star of the show and she was kind of looking out for, you know, the kids because Florida and Carl did get married and they moved to Arizona because Carl, of course, as we remember, he was diagnosed with lung cancer at the end of the fourth season. And so Florida and Carl moved away to Arizona because the climate was going to be better for Carl's health. And so Walona, like I said, was, you know, watching over the kids. Walona was like a big sister to the kids. She was definitely really not motherly, in my opinion, to them. She was like the really cool big sister. So you had Walona there with the kids. And then, of course, she adopted Penny, portrayed by Janet Jackson. And then Bookman had a, you know, he became a primary regular character. You got to see his wife, Mrs. Bookman. There were episodes about him. And so uh, they were back for season five without Esther. And of course, Esther was watching everything going on. She was keeping close tabs on the show, although she was not a part of it. She was very opposed to uh, Walona adopting Penny. She thought that, you know, what she said, we know Walona's never home. How is she supposed to be a mother? That really looks bad for social services. That makes social services look really bad. So she was watching everything. She didn't like the fact that these three kids, you know, were, you know, living there, you know, in the projects and, you know, there were no parents there. They weren't, you know, Carl in, in Florida or off in Arizona and the kids are in Chicago. You know, she, she had plenty of complaints and plenty of feedback, none of it very positive. Um, JJ did finally get a really good job. He's working in an ad agency and he was becoming a little bit more mature, um, but uh, season five, you know, the ratings did drop. The ratings continued to drop each season more and more for good times, um, really be beginning with the departure of John Amos. Uh, by season five, they were facing stiff competition from Eight is Enough over on ABC. 
And to be honest with you, I was watching It Is Enough myself more and more. It was a brand new show and, um, you know, it was getting a lot of good feedback and people were, you know, discovering it and watching it and good times definitely lost some of its audience to It Is Enough. Now, by the end of season five, everyone pretty much knew, mainly Norman, that Good Times was basically on its way out. Some of the episodes, not that great. Um, Basically, everyone was getting kind of tired of all the drama. Uh, And and you could just kind of see the writing was on the wall. But he demanded that CBS give Good Times one final season, which they agreed to. The last season was going to be 1978-1979, that TV season. And he really wanted Esther to be a part of it. So he went to Esther and they sat down and they talked it all out. And she did agree to come back, but she did have some conditions that had to be made, that had to be met. Number one, she wanted the whole Carl Dixon thing completely wiped out. She wanted that to be as though it never happened. Now, people to this day wonder what happened to Carl. What happened to Carl? Now, someone I saw in a YouTube video some years ago, someone said that in the original broadcast of Good Times, it was, you know, revealed that Carl had passed away. Now, I I forgot to look this up before getting this episode together. We forgot to look this up. But in the fall of 1975, for some reason, there were certain cities that were no longer showing Good Times. Good Times was pulled from certain cities across the country. I don't remember why that was. I read it a long time ago, but I don't remember the explanation for it. Well, the city where we were living was one of the cities that did not bring good times. We had to go out of town to visit our grandparents to be able to see it on CBS. So a lot of these episodes, uh, you know, we didn't see in the original run over on CBS. We saw them in syndication you know, in the eighties. So if that was mentioned about, you know, they actually brought up that Carl had passed away. Um, we've never seen it. It's probably on the DVD because of course the entire series is available on DVD. And I think also Blu-ray, but we've never seen it. But Astrid demanded that the whole Carl Dixon marriage thing be completely eliminated. She also wanted script approval. She wanted to have a hand in the scripts and what kind of episode they were going to be bringing for that last season. And then she also wanted the JJ character to be toned down. She wanted him to still be funny, but not to be so dominant. And then, of course, she also, you know, got this really big fat raise. So with all of her conditions being met, she readily agreed to come back to the show in the fall of 1978. At that time, to try to boost the ratings up a little bit, because they did this a lot back in the 70s and the 80s as well. They would have a major character on a TV show get married, and that would boost up the ratings. And so Thelma is getting married to this football player named Keith Anderson, portrayed by Ben Powers. Thelma drops out of school. As smart as Thelma was, she quits college to get married. And our mom hated that idea, hated it. And I mean, I I didn't like it either. It's like, so you can't be in college and be married at the same time. People do it all the time. It's, It's not that difficult. It's not unrealistic. But yeah, that's how they wrote it. She quits school. She's working at the boutique with Bologna and she marries Keith. 
of course, as we all know, Keith has this accident at the wedding. He trips, trips over JJ and he breaks his leg. He can't play football and he moves into the apartment with the rest of the family and he's driving in cab, the cab and then he becomes an alcoholic. And, uh, you know, at least in one episode, he was an alcoholic. And um, so that's how that all played out. But there were some good episodes in season six. You could tell that someone had made some changes. And that definitely was Esther, Esther Roll. There was the episode when, well, Lauren didn't want to talk to Penny or tell Penny about sex. The, you know, the, stomach, mump, the stomach mumps episode. There was the episode when uh, Florida had the passenger, the little boy Larry, on her school bus who had the hearing problem. That was a two-part episode. There was the episode, um, well, yeah, when Keith did become an alcoholic. That episode. Um, there was an episode when Michael was going to move in with the uh, the white girl. Um, what was her name? Cindy. She was portrayed by Nancy Morgan, who was John Ritter's wife at the time. So there were some really good episodes in that last season. So you could tell that Esther Roll definitely had a hand in some of the episodes. So of course, there were some silly ones as well. Um, but there were some serious ones. And you could tell that, you know, she definitely was exerting her authority behind the scenes. But the ratings, of course, did not pick up, did not improve. Um, CBS pulled Good Times off of the schedule in December. Because it was being shown on Saturday nights along with Rhoda. Now, they went ahead and canceled Rhoda in December of 1978. But they pulled Good Times off the schedule and they brought it back in like March or April of 1979. And then they pulled it again. And then they brought it back for the final episode, which aired on August the 1st, 1979. Of course, in this episode, everything comes together for the Evans family. Keith's leg miraculously heals and he can play football again. And he signs this huge contract with the Chicago Bears. Thelma's pregnant. JJ gets a, the, a, this amazing job as a cartoon artist. Um, everything just comes together. Walona becomes the head buyer of the, of the boutique. They're moving out of the ghetto, and then so are, you know, uh, Keith and Thelma, and when Florida's going to move in with them, and of course it's revealed that, you know, they're all going to be in the same apartment complex, Walona and Penny, and, and Keith and Thelma and, and, and Florida, and everything ends happily ever, they all live happily ever after, and everything ends perfectly, all the loose ends tied up. Michael's going to be staying in the dorm. He doesn't want to sleep on couches anymore. JJ gets his own apartment. The only thing is that what happened to Bookman? I guess he stayed, you know, he's still, you know, was still working in the projects, but did they stay in touch with Bookman or did they just basically just kick him to the curb? And speaking of Bookman, that was a little more drama behind the scenes in regard to Johnny Brown, um, who portrayed Bookman. Very unhappy with the uh, fat jokes. And I must admit, they went overboard with the fat jokes. I mean, they really, really went way too far with that. And Johnny Brown, not happy about that. I read in an interview uh, that he did, an article that he did, where he said what really, really, really bothered him the most was when they had Janet Jackson as Penny calling him Buffalo Butt. She just joined the show. She was a little kid, 11 years old. And she's calling him Buffalo Butt like all the rest of them. And he just said that he was just really done at that point. 
But he said that he could not afford to leave the show. He had a family to support. And so he just basically just had to grit his teeth and bear it for those final two seasons. But I do think that he was disrespected a lot, the character of Bookman and Johnny Brown, and that he deserved better, both the character and the actor, deserved better than the constant barrage of fat jokes. But uh, as for what happened after Good Times End, well, everyone stayed in the industry. Everyone kept working. Estherell won an Emmy um, that very same year. And, you know, she kept acting in episodic television and mainly in movies. She did a lot of movies after Good Times Ended. John Amos, of course, after he was fired, he was the adult Kunta Kinte in Roots. He was in an episode of the last season of the Myrtle Morris show. He went back to that show in an episode as Gordy the Weatherman to kind of wrap things up with that character. He was, of course, in Coming to America. He was in Men in Trees. He was in um, the Players Club. So he was a very busy actor. He was in the A-Team. So, you know, he was all over the place. John Amos was. Um, and he and Norman Lear, they did make up. He was in a very brief sitcom called 704 Hauser Street, a Norman Lear sitcom that didn't last very long at all on CBS. We watched it. Ended very quickly. Um, basically, you had a family, um, African-American family. They bought the Archie Bunker house because if you remember from All in the Family, that was their address, 704 Hauser. And so this African-American, African-American family bought the Bunker house and they were living there and they had a very conservative son, kind of like family ties, the conservative son, the liberal parents. And he had a white girlfriend and we liked the show. Um think that CBS should have given it a little more time to find an audience and to find its footing. But they canceled it pretty quickly, unfortunately. Um, Jimmy Walker, of course, you know, continued to be a comedian. Everyone, like I said, within the show did stay within the entertainment industry. And of course, Janet Jackson blew up in the 80s as a singer, and she too continued to act. Um, but some of the cast of Good Times has passed away, you know, in uh, you know years since the show ended. Esther Roll, Ben Powers, Johnny Brown, and Janae Dubois have all passed away. Um, and if you have heard recently, I don't know if you're aware of this, but it's been getting a lot of attention on social media, uh, lots of videos on YouTube about it. John Amos, according to his daughter Shannon, has been the victim of um, elderly abuse and financial fraud. And according to her, he has been defrauded of a lot of money, a lot of his money. And um, he was abused by those who were supposed to be taking care of him. Now, Shannon has been out of the country. Her brother, uh, KC, was supposed to be evidently looking after John's affairs, but evidently he let that fall by the wayside. There are a lot of holes in the whole situation. Um, don't know exactly what's happened. There have also been reports that John um, had fluid in his stomach, within his abdomen. But once he had that fluid drained at the hospital, you know, he's back feeling fine. He's feeling normal again. Shannon, meanwhile, has created a GoFundMe account and she is requesting um, a total of $500,000. Not sure where she got that figure from, why she picked that figure. But John Amos is saying that he 
does not need a GoFundMe account. He doesn't know why Shannon started that. He does not know where she's coming from. He's basically said that she's lying. Um, she and her brother, KC, are on opposite sides. KC doesn't know what she's talking about either. And the public seems to have a pretty mixed view of it all. It's like half, it's like it's like it's split in half. Like half um, of people think that she's telling the truth. Well, the other half thinks that she's making it up to get money. Don't know what's going on. It's still a very developing news story. It broke only a couple of days ago. So we don't really know what's going on in regard to John Amos, but we do wish him nothing but the very best. And whatever's going on with him, we hope that uh, it'll be all resolved very quickly. He's 83 years old now. And we hope that everything will be resolved within his life and in regard to his kids and the relationship that he has with his kids and their relationship his kids have, his son and daughter have with one another. And we wish John, as well as the entire remaining cast of Good Times, nothing but the best. Because that show, again, still very popular, still very beloved. And uh, we had been playing this episode for quite a while. We knew it was going to be a lot to cover. So again, uh, it's good that this ended up becoming a two-part episode because again, so much that we had to break down and dive off into in regard to that show. But despite all of the behind the scenes drama and conflict, the show, again, very enjoyable to watch, whether you watch it, the all six seasons that was on or just the ones with James, which was the first three. Um, terrific show. Very enjoyable. Love it very much. I watched the first episode a few nights ago on YouTube, Two Old Blues, and uh, enjoyed it tremendously, as always. So we were so happy to be able to bring this episode to you today about the behind-the-scenes drama and conflicts on Good Times. And that's going to wrap up this episode, this two-parter, as we took a look at good times and all that went on when the cameras were not rolling. Thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget to join our list of followers on Spotify. And hit us up over on Apple Podcasts as well and give us a review and give us a rating. We love receiving those. They always brighten up our day. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your support. And we look forward to coming back with a brand new episode next week. What it's about? Well, I'll just say this. We're going to stay in the 70s for a while. My all-time favorite decade and one that my sister too is very fond of. So we'll be in the 70s going forward for the next few episodes. So again, thank you for joining us today for this episode, and we will see you on the next episode.